Hey y'all, welcome or welcome back. This is Road to an Abundant Author Life and I am indeed Lynn Howard. Today we're going to talk about trusting your editor. Before you hire an editor, make sure you have done your research. You've checked out their previous work. Maybe you've even talked to one of their clients. You've talked to them through email or private messaging. You don't necessarily have to talk to them on the phone. If you're anything like me, I don't want to sit on the phone. I, don't, <laughs> I have so many things going on and that anxiety of the phone call. Like I always thought it was a, a Gen X thing, but apparently it's trickling all the way down to millennials and Zers and all them. But I don't want to talk on the phone any more than I have to. Um, but do your research. Make sure this is somebody you're going to gel with because people have different personalities. I'm quirky. But I'm also, I have extremely, extremely thick skin. So if my editor says, eh, not working, I'm not going to get my feelings hurt. Maybe you need someone with a softer hand, you know, maybe try it this way. That's not what I need. That's what I mean by make sure your personalities gel. Make sure you have them maybe do a sample for you. They can do a page or 500 words or whatever their offer is to see if they align with how your voice is, you know, what, what, what voice you use. I have used an editor in the past who tried to take out all the contractions of an urban fantasy, by the way. Um, wanted me to use like for real clitoris and vagina and penis. Again, in an urban fantasy, um, or even my romance. No, that's not how I speak. That's not how my characters speak. Um, I don't want you to change my voice. I want you to check for plot holes or, you know, grammatical errors, whatever kind of editor you choose, because there are line editors, content editors, proofreaders, lots of different types of editors. So there's another one you need to research is what kind of editor you're hiring. I'm blessed now. My editor is also my bestie and my PA, so she kind of does all of it for me. And then I send it on to my betas who, you know, sometimes they catch things that she and I may have missed because guess what? We're humans. If you pick up a book from any of the big six, I think it's big five now, publishing houses from, say, Barnes & Noble, you're going to find a mistake because we're all humans. Humans make mistakes. It happens. Maybe it got past your eyeballs. Maybe it got past your galley edits. The reason I say this the reason this topic came up is I saw a post and I was kind of watching it where the person was complaining about their editor. Um, and this is their debut book and they don't feel like dealing with it anymore. And so people were asking questions. Well, did you ask your editor about this? I just don't have time to get into all that. And I just trusted them. Well, here's the thing. They don't just do the corrections and post it for you. They do the corrections, they send it back, and then you check over every single line. Maybe it's something like I capitalize the S in my shifters, whereas other people might not. So the first time my editor did one of those books, she did try to change those. But now she knows because I told her, no, 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 because it's a technical term in my world, we're going to keep it capitalized. So that's why you have to go through your galley edits. If you just skip over and go, yeah, yeah, whatever, you know, approve, or you just assume that when you get it back that it's done and ready to be posted, you haven't done your homework. <laughs> you haven't done your research. You have to go through every single line. That's why I joke when people say, yeah, I finished my first book or finished a book. I always joke and say, well, now the real work begins because yeah, writing a book is time consuming and it is not exactly easy, but then you've got yourself edits 
and then your second round of self-edits, and then you send it to your editor, and you go through those galley edits, and maybe you're going to send it on to a proofreader, and then you're going to do those galley edits. Then you got your beta readers, and you go through those. It's a time-consuming process. If you want to give your baby, your book baby, the best chance possible, you have to put in the work. You can't say, I don't have time to do the edits, or I don't have time to research an editor, or I don't have time to get a sample, because frankly, you're not ready to publish a book. You're not ready for the world to see it. I can't tell you how many books got DNF'd, you know, indie books got DNF'd because it was obvious no other sets of eyes read it. Not only were they head hopping, the terrible, terrible, and I'm willing to overlook quite a bit, you know, because once I'm engrossed in a book, I'm engrossed in a book. I know people talk about Twilight and how terrible of a writer she was. She may not have been, Stephanie Meyer may not have been the best technical writer. She was a great storyteller. So if you're telling me a good story, I can overlook quite a bit. Some readers can't, just heads up right now. But when it gets to the point where I don't know who's talking about who and who's doing what. And you're just literally the head hopping and the the terrible, you know, punctuation. And I can't, I can't do it. I can't finish it. I don't tend to return books because I am an author too. I do know how that feels to have a book return and see that refund pop back up on your, you know, your, your uh, dashboard there. But I've DNF'd quite a few books by indie authors because they didn't put the work in. So how exactly do you learn to trust your editor? Well, we started out with doing your research. Check out their previous work. Check out, you know, most editors are going to put up, you know, their website or maybe they're going to have testimonials. You can speak to the other authors to see, you know, how it was working with them. You know, you can go to the website and check out the work. Make sure you have, like, even if it's a short conversation through, P, you know, a DM, I guess it's called. I would say private messaging, but it's a direct messaging, DMs. Have a little conversation. See how you guys mesh. You know, like I said, I don't need a gentle hand. I am even, Lord, in my real world, say, working out at the gym, I need someone to push me. And when it comes to my writing, I need someone to push me. You know, I need bluntness. Don't sugarcoat it. But if you're a sensitive person, you might need someone to hold your hand and tell you it's okay. And, and it's, you know, I'm going to be gentle and kid gloves. You need to make sure that who you're working with is not completely opposite of your personality and the way your brain works. So you've done the research on their work. You've talked to them and decided, you know, do we mesh? Check their prices. Now, never, ever, ever, ever gauge your editing, your, who you hire as an editor on the prices because I've paid low end and high end. I've got better results with a lower end one time than I did with the higher end. So it it's not going to be based on the price. Just because someone's charging you a thousand dollars doesn't mean they're the best out there. Do the research, check their work, see what kind of editor they are, whether they are a content editor, a line editor, a proofreader, and so on. Because you need to know what you need for your book as well. Because if you hire a content editor, you might be disappointed when there's some grammatical errors that slip through. You know what I mean? You got to make sure you know what kind of editor you need, what kind of editor you're hiring. And like I said, there are some that will do the full shebang for you, but it's going to cost you a pretty penny when you do it that way. 
self-publishing is not cheap. <laughs> it's not, I mean, it, you don't have to go through the, the you know, key, key holders, gatekeepers, um, but it can get expensive because you got to hire out your cover art. You got to hire out your editors and so on. You've done your research. You've checked over the work. You've had a conversation and now you send them a sample because you know what kind of editor you need. You send them a sample. Now, let's say with my shifters and I capitalize. When you tell the editor, no, 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 I want to keep those capitalized, does that editor bulk? Oh, I can't do that. Or they're like, oh, cool, it's your voice. There's another indicator of if this is the right editor for you. When all of this is said and done, you have to put the work in again. You have to read every single note that that editor gives you, no matter how many red splashes are across that screen, you've got to read every single one of them. Because like I said, maybe they didn't understand that you wanted the capitalized. Maybe you wanted it italicized because it's a made up word, you know, something like that. You have to read every single note. You have to know what kind of editor you've hired. And then you have to trust that they know what they're doing. So if you don't have the time to do all those things I just said, you might not be ready to put your book in the public's hand. I love you. I want you to have a writing career, but I want you to have a successful writing career. I hate doing these kind of podcasts where I feel like I'm scolding, and I swear I'm not. I just want everybody to be in a position to succeed. I can't promise you that you're going to be a best-selling author or that you're going to make millions, but I want you to at least have a, a foot up in, in the race. Man, I don't even think that's the right phrase. I forgot to eat before I went to the gym, so my brain's a little fuzzy. I ate one of those P3 packs just to do this because I was running behind on time and I got, I send my puppy to doggy daycare on Monday so I can record my podcasts for you guys. <laughs> so I had to like rush, rush, rush and forgot to eat. So I ate a, one of those protein packs so I can get through the podcast so that I can then eat lunch. So hopefully I'm making sense and not rambling and chasing rabbits. If I am, you know how to reach me about an author life at yahoo.com. I love getting messages from you guys. I love hearing from you guys at all. Even if it's a complaint or a question, I love to hear from you guys. So that's my short and sweet to the point, I hope, podcast for today. I will see you guys next week. Bye. If you've enjoyed this episode of Road to an Abundant Author Life, feel free to leave a review on whatever outlet you listen from. Click the subscribe button. And if you have any questions, email me at AbundantAuthorLife at Yahoo.com. 